Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, 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 everyone. Welcome back and happy Thursday. All right, guys. Well, we're back to talk about Vanderpump Rules with none other than Ben and Ronnie from Watch What Crappens. Guys, I know that you've seen them before. I know you know about them. We've never collaborated together, so I'm so excited to come off the heels of our vacation and do this collaboration. But you guys know how this works. Before we jump in, if you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button, do all the youtube things, and let's welcome Ronnie and Ben. Hello. Hey, Adam. Hi. Oh my gosh, thanks for thank having you us. Guys. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I'm a little jealous you were in the Bahamas. What the hell? Oh my god. It was like, listen, I have this weird phobia of going on vacation or doing anything and not working. So my husband wants to just choke me out and I'm like, I'm taking the camera and the equipment. I just can't help it. So I'm so happy yeah. to be back in the studio. Yeah, it's the life. You have to do that. We get it. We've recorded many vacations while one of us has been on vacation. Um, many episodes while one of us has been on vacation. So we totally yeah. get it. And you guys also do a lot of live shows, right? Yeah, we um we're on tour right now. We have a live show next week in New York City at the Town Hall, and then we're going to also be in DC a few days after that at Lincoln, the Lincoln Theater. That's going to be May 11th for New York and then um May 13th for DC, and then in June we're literally just like going everywhere. So, um yeah, if you're interested in seeing us, then go to uh, watchwhatcrappens.com. Watchwhatcrappens.com. Definitely, guys. And we'll be putting it in the description of this video. And I'll also be giving a shout out, posting their Instagram so you can go follow them. But Ben and Ronnie, I feel like we have to get into some scandal. Oh my God. It's totally. so depressing at this point. I'm going to need therapy by the end of this season. It's a lot. It's a lot to go so in depth every single week about it. You know, like poor us, our jobs, right? It's so I hard mean, talking about it to you. I mean, we're so blessed, but God, it's depressing. I don't trust anybody anymore. It's crazy to watch Tom Sandoval getting caught in so many lies. And just to know, you know, even through the Howie Mandel interview, which I have to say really quick, I know Howie Mandel recently came out and he did Nick Files podcast and he was like, I wasn't allowed to challenge Tom in this interview. 
I get that for somebody who might have like maybe a smaller podcast, but I, and I also understand that he wanted to do the interview because his daughter was a fan, but I'm just so shocked that he agreed to do the interview with Sandoval and not challenge him. I don't understand the point. Well, I don't buy that. Yeah. What, first of all, was someone holding a gun to his head? Why couldn't he challenge him? Well, it's Tom Sandoval. He, it's like literally the most challengeable person. Yeah. I don't <laughs> believe that at all for one second. It's not that he wasn't allowed to challenge him. He didn't know what was going on. So yeah. he was just, he basically just had this dude on who was like, yeah, so I made one mistake and everybody gets mad at me, dude. Like, what can you do? Like, and, and tries to make it out. Like I it was just one little thing. And, Ariana was just ignoring me and I wasn't getting anything and she was having mental health breakdowns and threatening to commit suicide. I mean, it was just like this poor innocent thing. So I think uh, what's his buns for not having known what was going on was just like, yeah, everybody mistakes, makes mistakes, buddy. It's okay. Like kind of forgiving him so he could move on with his day. I don't think he knew it was going to like ruin his month. Right. Right. I don't think he knew about the the Bravo fandom, actually, because like yeah. you said, he didn't really even know a whole lot going in. And I love me some Howie Mandel. I don't want to sit here and shade him, but it just seemed a little off this interview. And, you know, there were cringy moments, too, like when Tom said the signs were right in front of Ariana, like either she just trusted me or. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that like Harry Mandel just had no idea what he was getting into. It's like, you know, if you go to a party and you meet someone and you're like, oh, how's it going? And they're like, oh, my God, I had the craziest day. Like someone like crashed into my car. And you're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. And you're like immediately sympathetic to them. But what you don't know is that someone crashed into their car because they were driving on the wrong side of the street. So like Howie Mandel has no context and he didn't bother to give himself any context. So, of course, he's like, oh, Sandoval, like, oh, I'm so sympathetic to your, your plight right now. But that's because he doesn't know how horrible this whole situation is. Right. And then watching it now, I think it's even more cringy because we're seeing how everything's playing out and just the little tidbits that are being dropped along the way, like Raquel spending the night at the Tom's house. Lala Mm. now all of a sudden being like, "Mm, there's something fishy going on. I feel like everyone understands what's happening. And based off of Tom's interview, he said in that interview that him and Ariana did not they didn't prefer to put their personal business out there on the show. Like Ariana wanted to portray this perfect image out there. And I'm wondering when she was gathering all this information, when everyone's coming to her with like, well, he was at the barbecue and he could have gotten a ride home or yeah, Raquel did stay the night. Are you just ripping his head off when you go home and you want to yes. for the cameras? Yes, I think so. I mean, I definitely think so. She stays calm on camera, but you know that she was at home. Like you made when she said you made me look stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that line is from every movie where there's like a guy in the 60s that's cheating on his wife and he, he gets caught and she's like, you made me look stupid. You yeah, know? it's like yeah. I knew that you were a, I knew that you were a fuckwit, but now you've made me look like one for putting up with you. So yeah, I think she's just, I think she's probably got that uh, look out as a couple. That's like we fight at home. We don't want to look like a bunch of these idiots. I think one of the reasons Ariana is so charming on the show is because she's one of the normal people who seems like a really cool girl and a really good friend, and she's not about making up stupid drama just for TV. Whereas someone like Tom. I mean, was Tom just fucking around with some young girl because it's getting him more TV time in the future? Probably. But you would think that about him, but not her. So, yeah, I think she'll she'll wait to yell at your ass at home like a true couple should. You but know? I don't think that she's trying to maintain a perfect facade. I don't think she's trying to do that. Like everything's so happy and wonderful. I think that she has just been on the show for many years and sees what happens when there's like 
one, if you give just like a little inch, how the vultures just come around and just try to tear everything apart. So she's probably like, um, yeah, I'm upset at Tom, but I'm not going to give that to, you know, all the mean girls on the show or the producers. So it's not about being perfect. It's just about being protective of probably her mental state because she's been pretty open about like, like, you know, her battles with like anxiety or depression. And so I don't think she's trying to be should be like, oh, Miss Perfect Sunshine. But she's just like, I'm not going to give them anything that they can use against me. I agree with that. And speaking of mental health, you know, obviously we know that they keep saying Raquel is in a mental health facility, which has also been called a med spa in Arizona. And who knows at this point, but she did post something on Instagram or somebody from her team did on the same day that this finale trailer leaked, which I'm not buying for two seconds that the finale trailer leaked. I I was curious to pick your brains about this. And even Katie Maloney was like, um, no. Yeah, nothing leaks from Bravo. Bravo. I mean, Bravo leaks their own stuff. So I don't know. I don't know why this is being viewed as like a, some sort of internet leak. Like Bravo clearly released this. Right. And Bravo also issuing a statement saying, we're going to get down to the bottom of it. Who leaked this? And You're not going to get down to the. I love Bravo, but we're not getting down to the bottom of it. What we're going to do is let Scandaval play out and be like, oh, we found nothing in this investigation, unfortunately. Right. But we'll, we hope that this doesn't happen again. Well, it's like the Supreme Court. We're going to find the leaker, you know, like, yeah, right. OK, no one trusts you just like nobody trusts the government. OK, man, you have about <laughs> as much credibility, Bravo. OK, we don't believe it. But thank you for leaking it because it was yeah. a good leak. As far as Raquel um, coming out with that mental health, you know, listen, this is not about your mental health. This is about you fucking up and getting called out by it. You're on a reality show. By the way, I'm sorry I'm saying the F word so much. No, it's you're hot. OK. Like I'm, I was born like that. So um, Ronnie, F away. Okay, you fucked up, and we're the audience paying you, and guess what? You have to listen now, okay? It's like working customer service at a Ross Dress for Less, okay? You're going to hear it from me. I don't care if you're Ross. You're still going to hear it from me when, you know, my receipt comes out double-charged. Okay, right. Raquel? It's not, I don't care about your mental health. I mean, listen, and I like I said before, too, when it comes to the whole mental health, I don't want to ever see someone who's like, I'm struggling with mental health, I'm struggling, and then people aren't listening, and then God forbid something bigger happens. Like, you never want to be on that end of it. But mm -hmm. it just seems like the fact that Bravo, at the same time that she had that post come out on the same day, like, I feel like what happened was her team knew that this was going to be posted. So mm -hmm. instead, they wanted to get ahead of it, and they're like, let's put out a mental health awareness post, okay? And then say that we were hacked. That way we garner some sort of like sympathy when mm -hmm. they post this finale trailer. Because the finale trailer has Raquel with like a shit eating grin at the end of it, smiling, yeah. saying this went so horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, she's the yeah. only one smiling in that entire trailer. Like everyone else is crying or screaming or looks like they've been like cold cocked. And she's actually smiling at the end of it. So, yeah, she probably had to do a little damage control. Don't yeah. start none, won't be none. Okay? I listen. I agree with you. What did you think about them putting... Do you remember on season eight when we had Stassi as sort of the narrator, which you always kind of have like the main person. It goes back to like the Hills and Elsie narrating or Kristen Cavallari. And now on this episode, we had Lala Kent who was narrating exactly how it went down for Lisa Vanderpump to find out that Raquel was staying the night at Tom's house with Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz. What were your thoughts about that? 
Well, I think they had to choose Lala because, I mean, who else did they have to choose from? I mean, you can't have Sheena narr- being like, so the other day I like figured out, like, did you need this? Like, Cam was like talking to like Lisa. Like, you can't take that seriously. Yeah, that is Katie- an unreliable narrator <laughs> for sure. Oh my Katie God, I'm will- so glad everyone's wearing tennis shoes today. <laughs> oh my God, did you hear what just happened? And then if you have like Katie, it's going to be like really sad. It'd be like, I heard something and that made me sad. So I think you just have Lala who's just going to be like, guess what and because that's kind of our vibe anyway right we're all kind of being like guess what so you know i think they've been trying to make lala the new stasi for a while i don't know if it's been totally successful but you know it's just another stab at it it's another stab at it and since we know obviously that stasi was fired from the show Kristen doty was fired from the show and this was all during the pandemic and i get why they were fired but I am curious how Bravo is navigating like the cherry picking of pulling people back in and leaving certain people out. Like Stassi said that she's evolved past Vanderpump rules and she could see reality TV in her future, but she's just too big for the show now at this point. But Kristen Doty was also fired for the same exact reason that Stassi was and they put her in the season finale. Do you think that leaves an opening? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I don't think for Kristen, you mean? Yeah, for Kristen, maybe Jackson, Brittany. You know, the show, I think, is struggling from the same problem it's been struggling from for the last three or four years. They don't know what to do with grownups versus the kids, right? Like the younger cast. And the show has been good enough because it's focused on one of the younger people. It's Raquel. So, of course, Raquel's going around sleeping with people's. I mean, it's Vanderpump Rules. That's what it was. That's what that's how it became a popular, fun show. And so everybody else is too old for it. I mean, Tom is too old for it, too. Let's yeah. face it. But, you know, in typical man fashion, he doesn't care. So um, I think that that's the struggle. You know, it's you've got Raquel, who they were now building the show around. Clearly, they were building the show around her. Like, she was kind of the star of the season, right? And um, now it's like, what do you do? You can't just bring in all the old people because they're still not yeah. doing anything. I mean, they're still not doing anything in their lives. And I don't want to see that. The excitement came from the young people. Unfortunately, when they tried to switch it back to a younger cast, that blew up in their faces, too, because those people were problematic as hell as well. So I don't know how you win. Vanderpump Rules came out in a time where you could be problematic. <laughs> not, And I'm not saying straight up racist, which is what ended up happening. But I mean... Times have changed. You know what I mean? People get offended at a lot more. And I don't know how long that show would have lasted the first couple of years. No, I mean, I, I think that Kristen, Kristen has like an easier path if they were going to bring them back. I with Ronnie. I think that the show is has not been was at its weakest when it was focusing on people adulting and living in houses, maybe having babies, getting married. Like that's literally the worst era of this show. It's been best when it has been dealing with people sleeping around and being terrible like that has just always been it's it's sweet spot so just honestly like Raquel and the pageants I do think that Kristen and Stassi have aged out of the show but I if they were going to bring them back I think Kristen has an easier road in because I think Kristen has uh, fewer offenses even though she was fired for the same thing there was always a sense I think from the public that she was kind of an accessory and that Stassi was the leading charge in that whole faith situation but at the same time also look like Jax and Brittany they have a show on Peacock now. So, you know, listen, I think at the end of the day, Bravo only cares about ratings. So whatever they will do to bring in more eyeballs, that's what they will do. Yeah. 
Well, I I also, because Jackson, Brittany, they recently, well, Brittany did. She went on Give Them Lala podcast and she said, next year or next season, I'm coming for your ass, talking about Tom Sandoval. And then she goes, oops. And I'm like, wait a minute. So now Jax just said that he was at Bravo when this whole TMZ interview came out with Raquel or Rachel, whatever you want to call her, outside of the nail salon. And then after he asked Bravo while he was at the headquarters, why are you guys not firing her? So he keeps dropping little tidbits, and so is Brittany, about their potential return to Vanderpump Rules. But every time I do a video that has anything to do with Jackson Brittany, people are like, absolutely not. We don't want them back. No, they, 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 they're, first of all, this is like their thing is that they just love to hint. And I think they're trying to like truly fake it till they make it. That has been kind of Jax's raison d'etre in life. And so I think they are trying to make it seem like they have some hype around them. They've been trying to get like an HGTV show for who knows how long. <laughs> so I'm like praying that this is just their stupid gambit. But even if it is, even if it does work, they don't make sense on the show anymore. They actually don't make sense on the show. Like the show had a tonal shift this season. It was honestly a really strong comeback season before Scandaval broke. It was already like sort of had a great vibe. I don't think there's anything that Brittany and Jax can offer the show at the moment. So. Well, I have to say, Jax and Brittany, you know, that's us, right? But I've been reading a lot of threads about their show. Since people it love out, it. And people love it. People yeah. love Jax and Brittany. And I think Brittany got on my nerves, I think, only the last season. Normally, I love that little Ken- Kentucky Fried Nugget. I loved her. I thought she was great. I loved when she showed up to serve for her first interview in negligee in a you know in negligee in a negligee. Sorry, I'm stuttering, but um, I kind of liked her through it. And Jax was always a great villain. So I don't know. I can see them doing something, and maybe there's a way back for them. People are loving that show, and I'm seeing in the yeah. comments a lot of people are saying no, but then a lot of people are like, oh, you know, guiltily. I love the. I love it. A lot of people in our audience do not like Jackson Brittany, but they have I've seen a lot of comments sort of begrudgingly saying, like, guys, I actually like that show, which is fine. That could be their alley. Uh, but I just don't think I don't know. I, I have a hard time seeing how Jackson Brittany fit into like what Vanderpump Rules is today. Unless they were to bring them in, because right now at this point, like Tom Sandoval and Raquel are not getting fired, especially because like you said, I think it was uh, Ronnie who said this, or maybe it was you, Ben, but Bravo will do anything at this point for the ratings. That's why every single Wednesday we have someone who is Vanderpump Rules inspired on Watch What Happens Live. Like they are milking the hell out of this because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder going into next season, who the hell is going to film with Tom Shorts, Tom Sandoval, or Raquel? Like, it seems like there's a clear divide, and the rest of the cast does not want to film with them. I mean, I know that you get a paycheck, right? So it's uh, really... You know, they, they. I mean, these are reality stars. They Somehow they always find a way. When that camera starts rolling, when it's like, well, you could either film with Tom Sandoval and just tell him off, or you can sit at home and not be on TV. You know, I think also, better for those kids are going to flock to it. Also, it's the best. They all know that they were about to lose their jobs and this season saved their jobs. And no one has a problem uh, cashing in on this. You've got Kristen, who's not a part of it, but she has a podcast. You've got Lala talking about it every second of her day. You know, everyone's cashing in kind of in their own way. So I don't believe this. We're going to quit because suddenly someone's a horrible person. Like, I got a newsflash for you. It's Vanderpump Rules. You're all terrible people. Okay, (laughs) that's the point. That's why we love you. You're horrible, horrible human beings. Um, 
Um, and also, there's a new restaurant at play here, and we can't forget <laughs> Pump just closed. But Tom and Schwartz or Schwartzy and but whatever the Schwartz and Sandys. I went there when I was in LA um, a couple months ago before all this happened. Okay, I'm not a trader, but <laughs> I went in there, and there are plenty of hot, interesting people that work there mm-hmm. uh, that are obviously being primed for the show. Like they're obviously not hired for their waiting skills. Okay. I can tell you that it's like five tables in that place and you don't get anything on time. So I'm sure they're being prepped for television as we speak. So I don't think now's really the time for people to be making demands. Just go to work. Right. Well, and now I know um, that there's only three of the cast members who are currently on salary where the other ones are getting paid. They've been like demoted to really day rates. Which so, one do you know? Are you allowed to say which ones? No, they would kill me. They would kill me. I mean, I can definitely tell you which one's not on here, but they they are. (laughs) No, they've taken their pay and now they're giving them day rates. So if they don't show up to film for something, then that is severely affecting their pay. Or if they're not invited Mm -hmm. to something that's severely affecting their pay. But to your point, too, when you went to Schwartz and Sandy's, when I first got hired, I first got hired at Sir and then they were opening pump. And I remember I got a casting call from Wilhelmina where they contacted me and they're like, hey, we have this um, <laughs> we have this casting for you to be a server. And I was like, I am a server. Mm. And they're like, no, at Pump Restaurant, this is a big opportunity. It's for a reality show. And I show up and there's all of these male models and like obviously female models and they all have their lookbooks with them and they're all standing in line. And then the manager's asking like, do you know anything about a POS? Do you know anything about sales? Do you know how to upsell? And they're like what (laughs) what what do you mean is this a real restaurant i thought that this was a set yeah and so it's like what the hell are we Um, that explains the service at that place but i have to say there were a few good waiters there because i used to live in that neighborhood so we'd go there for fun and um there were some but they were not models you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you always knew who was a model and who was not a model i've always said that lisa vanderpump runs human trafficking out of there because there's the most (laughs) gorgeous people and then you never see them again they'll be there one night and then they're just gone you know i'm (laughs) like are the people for sale here what is happening in this restaurant one of the best parts about working at her restaurants though were it was like it was kind of like you don't go against the family if you Mm -hmm. ever walked away the door was closed. But if you had a gig or you had a booking, you got to leave. Like we had one girl who was dating Max, um, Ken and Lisa's son for a minute. And she was on the haves and the have nots for Tyler Perry or something like that. And she would fly mm-hmm. in and out to Atlanta. And then they would just let her come back and pick back up where she left off, which mm-hmm. I always found really interesting. But when I started at TomTom, here we go again. And I was out of the whole Vanderpump Rules family for a while. And they did a casting call. And when they did the casting call, they're like, Guys, I remember Lisa giving a whole speech saying reality TV like celebrities are the new A-list celebrities. And there was this whole (laughs) speech for everyone. And everyone got so excited, like we're going to be on the show. And originally what they were doing was when they were introducing like the manager Max and JoJo and a few other people from TomTom, it was when they were trying to do the Vanderpump Valley spinoff using Mm -hmm. Stassi's wedding. And that's Mm -hmm. why we got like Charlie Burnett brett uh caprioni matt i mean it just kind of it felt like a shitty show yeah they they tried to like well with the problem with that season i feel like they brought in new blood but they still had too much old blood it was just like it was, it was overstuffed it didn't make sense why the people in the valley were like forced to hang out with these new people and it was all and then the new people weren't that interesting and it was just kind of like a mess the only one who i thought was like sort of interesting was danica because she was like kind of a 
disaster. And then she wasn't even a full-time cast member. No, she wasn't a full-time cast member. And then they tried to get Dana Cathan to come back. But unfortunately, like on your first season of the show, they give you anywhere from two to $4,000 and that's yeah. your paycheck. And so the next season after the pandemic hit, they were like, Dana, we want you back. And she's like, I lost my corporate job over this, you guys. Like, if, oh, you're, really? if you want me oh. back, I need you to pay me appropriately. And they're like, sorry, there's a tier system here. We're not paying more than this. And she's like, well, then piss off. That's crazy. Do you remember years ago when Tom was getting sued by his, Sandoval was getting sued by his manager for unpaid, um, what do you call your 15%? your commission or whatever so he wasn't uh tom wasn't paying him and then it came out how much tom had been making and this was like season four of the show i mean that guy was not making anything and i was like even in season four like get an agent you know because this was a manager but yeah they don't pay you anything over there but you i think the reason is you start making money with your your socials and your your insta well that's what they tell you that's what they tell them like listen (laughs) it's fine we don't pay you a lot but like you were going to blow up and the and the potential to have a spin-off you don't even know like they do the spin-off thing okay oh and adam what do you think about dana being seen traveling all over with katie and the girls because katie's on her like you know katie tour right now all across the world they went to a um, wedding right didn't they all go to a wedding was that what it was yeah oh okay because i just keep seeing pictures of of her and uh, of dana being involved with everyone so i was wondering if they were trying to bring her uh bring her back i don't think that dana well the thing is is because it is a tier system the pay is set until like based off of how they go throughout how many seasons. So like when Stassi came back after skipping a season, she made one season less pay than everybody else on the cast, like Jax, Tom, Tom, and Katie. And then I think as it got, you know, as the seasons went on more and more, it was like when they started budgeting and like dropping other housewives, like the OG of the OC, they're like, we are paying your ass way too much for this show. We got to figure out how to reel this back in. So Mm -hmm. I think for Dana it would still be that flat season two rate. I don't think that she would take it. I think that she's genuinely friends with everyone, but I don't think that she would come back to the show and lose her corporate job again. That's so interesting. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... I never knew all that. But that's how they sell it to you too. It's like, I just did an interview with um, two people who were on Disney and they were like, our pay was shit, but they would tell us, listen, you either get up there and perform like a freaking circus monkey or we will find somebody else who will get up there and perform we don't care yeah 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 i know they were um like yeah we were approached once like 10 years ago about being on a show and they were like yeah we'll give uh you guys to split a thousand dollars for like a nine-week shoot <laughs> for a season a thousand dollars to split and there were three of us and there were three the of us there were three of us yeah <laughs> could you imagine they were gonna use take over our apartments and like it was just it was crazy so Split three. Okay, so three hundred and thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents divided by nine. Oh, thirty-seven dollars a week. Wow! And you guys walked yeah. around. thirty-seven dollars a week. And they're like, yeah. but you know what though? If you guys take off, you guys could have a spinoff. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, now if you're honestly looking at the cast, who do you, do you think any of these cast members have the potential of having an actual? Like, can any of them hold a spinoff? Peter. Yeah, no. Peter, the <laughs> most char- definitely hands down the most charismatic one on there is Peter. Oh it could God. be I've a, like a somebody <laughs> love themselves more than Tom Sandoval, and I like Peter, I really do. I've never seen He's somebody so who loved themselves more. 
Um, Peter is such an odd dude. I remember last year seeing a video of him. There was some TikToker filming something on the street, and he was just kind of like trying to pose behind them coming out of pump. I was like, oh, Peter. Um, I think, honestly, no. I don't know that any. Well, Lala, Lala could probably handle a spinoff of some kind. Uh, I don't know what it would be about, but yeah. she's she's definitely got the charisma and personality to be doing something else. And I think Sheena does, too, in a way. Again, yeah. I don't know what the hell it would be, but I think that they've both got a lot of charisma. But, I mean, I think your Katie's, your Schwartz's, um, literally everybody players. else. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. I have I actually think so. liked very few spinoffs on Bravo when when like one character goes off and has their own show. Whether it was Kim Zolciak, whether it was Bethany, I was not really into Bethany ever after or any of those, um, any of like the Candy shows, the Nini, Tamra. Um, I just have never connected with those spinoffs. I think there was like maybe one. I don't remember which one it was. There was one that I thought was okay. But generally speaking, I feel like these people really thrive in an ensemble environment. And then when we have to like watch them with like their family and a bunch of like assistants who just kiss their ass. It's just like not as appealing to me. Um, Latrice in chat said James Kennedy. Duh. Thank you for saying that because that would have been horrible to miss that one. James could do something too. I think he's got quite a personality. Yeah. You know know what's so funny about James too is I said this before, but I actually flew into LA for the Vanderpump Rules premiere to do shenanigans with Sheena and I said, okay, I'll do the podcast, but then I want to do a vlog like with you guys getting ready. She said, okay, well, you haven't met Allie yet, James's girlfriend, but she'll be over you know, at the house with me. I said, okay, I'm doing this vlog. And I'm like, Allie, were you a fan of the show before? She's like, I was. And I was like, so as a fan, what is it like you know, filming the show? You would have thought that I slept with his girlfriend or something. I mean, I love James, but James, as soon as he gets to the premiere party, he's like, hey, and I walk up like stupid Bambi-eyed, like, hey, buddy, I haven't seen you in forever. And he's like, I just want to pull you aside really quick because I got a real problem with this because don't call my girl a fan. And I was like, oh, James, I did. And he's like, was it Sheena? Sheena was the one who called her a fan because I want to set the record straight. I was like, do you not remember going on Lala's podcast where you said, of course she's a fan. Who's not a fucking fan of the show? It's the greatest show on TV. And yeah, he's like, oh, I said that? I was like... He is he is crazy. Like, I, I would actually maybe be interested in seeing him being like a lunatic with his crazy dysfunctional family. But at the same time, it's like... Like, James, we always are saying how James is skating by on the show because there's always someone doing something worse. But James is, like, a terrible person, too. Like, James is always doing, well, saying horrific things about people that would get him fired on, like, any, uh, any other situation. But there's always someone doing something worse. I don't think that he's skating by. I think that we just all accept him for being terrible because he's funny. It's like, yeah, he has the best confessionals. He's the funniest one on there. Um, but also, James needs to park it because, sir, you were a fan of this show. That's why you pretended to want to produce all this music for Tom Sandoval, then started banging his girlfriend to get your scrawny ass on this show. So let's not pretend you haven't played this whole game before, sir. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, everybody sleep like for the most part. Unless they bring you onto the show. Like, Billy Lee did not have to sleep her way onto the show. But Billy Lee also could not... She couldn't establish conflict and resolution with everyone without immediately making them transphobic. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of problematic because the like the cast members were like, we don't know how to have an argument without being painted as transphobic when we are absolutely not transphobic. And she would right. always be like, well, you're against me and you don't support my community. 
And then from there, she didn't have to sleep with anybody to get on the show. Faith came on with Lala. We know how that ended up. But everybody else, like I remember being at a Christmas party where James was telling me, dude, I'm the buster right now. But yes, I'm he's like, right now, I know I'm for sure getting on the season next season. I'm hooking up with Kristen, but nobody knows. Yeah. And it was his mission. And he made it. He manifested the he show. Made, he made it happen. Listen, that's how you do it on this show. And everybody knows it. And it, they're very open about it. You know, um, Britney's yeah. was in Vegas with, with that story has changed a few times, like how she ended up knowing Jax was there. But, you know, she knew they were going to be there and got her ass over there. And it worked. I mean, listen, a job's a job. It. I mean, and like you said, it worked. Even Allie, though, when James's mom is like, I don't really like how Raquel came into this situation. She was a fan and she was she knew that you were going to be DJing and she showed up. And then they like edit. I love shady <laughs> editing and they cut to. So how did you meet James? Well, James mm-hmm. was doing a show when I showed up with my friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was the exact same way. And that's how James likes it, because James needs somebody who's just a fan because anybody. And, and by the way, Allie's doing a great job of faking it so far. But you can tell she sees through this whole thing and just wants to rip him a new one. You know what yeah. I mean? She's way too smart to be with James. But I think James looks for that. He looks for like a dumb, dumb fan who's just going to do whatever he says and he can control them. I mean, that guy's a freaking monster, you know, but God, he's a funny monster. He's funny. And I mean, his the other thing that he has uh, going for him is that he uh, he wears his trauma on his sleeve. So like just when you're like, this guy is terrible. He tells a story about how when he was a little kid, he was bullied so much that the bullies broke his arm. And then you're like, oh, gosh, like all his he's a monster, but he's a monster because he has to be. It's his protective shell. And then you start to feel bad for him. You know, you're like, why? Why am I feeling bad (laughs) when you're watching this season? And I know that I know that this is kind of a loaded question here. Maybe it's not. But watching the way that James is reacting to everything that Raquel is doing on the show, like she could just be somewhere, be in the same vicinity. And he is pissed, locked and loaded, ready to go, just like snapping. And Ali's like, if you don't care, if you're not invested in that relationship anymore, why are your reactions so big? But he keeps trying to sell to the viewers, the fans, that it's not because I care about Raquel. It's because I feel like I'm losing my friends. Are you buying that for a second? Well, he got, I think he's looking at it. I got Raquel on this show. And so now he's feeling like Raquel used me and I'm the star of this show. And now Raquel, they're building this show around Raquel. Raquel doesn't even have a personality. She can't even string a sentence together. Why is Raquel (laughs) at every party? Why is she doing every little thing? I don't get this. Like, why are my friends suddenly shooting with Raquel? Like, if you're my friend, you shouldn't be getting her a job on this show. But listen, you got your job on the show the same way. So you're not really in a position to complain. And I think that that's probably the biggest thing that's bugging him right now. Cause I can't see that. I probably, I doubt that he's really like in love with Raquel still, you know, I think um, what he said last night was true where he's like, you're a totally different person now. Like, I don't even know who you are now. You know? I mean, I don't know if he's like in love with Raquel, but um, I think that the, the, the straight male ego is rough and he got dumped by Raquel and I think that was a big blow to his ego. I think that James struggles with masculinity, like and like how he's supposed to be masculine and how he's supposed to act and like being strong and being a man, baby. And so then he gets dumped by Raquel. This like wisp of a of a girl basically says, "No, I don't want to be with you." And it's on TV. And I think that's like hard for him to process with this image he has of himself. And then on top of that, now he has to actually be like 
see her all the time. And he's like reconstructed his life. He's reconstructed like who he is with Ale. And now he has to come face to face with Raquel every single day he goes to work. And I don't think he knows how to handle it. I think he has a lot of unresolved issues and like embarrassment. And I do think he still has some feelings for Raquel. And so he's just like, see, this is the thing with James. It's like, he's awful. But then you, I feel like I see into his life, into his brain, and I feel bad for him. But also there's ego stuff, like we were saying before, where um, he's just feeling stupid. And listen, if Katie gets – I know that Katie was married for a long time, so I'm not comparing them exactly. But, you know, Katie's upset to watch Schwartz make out with someone. I think that James should be allowed to be upset to watch Raquel making out with his friends when – he was going to marry her like they just got engaged. So, I mean, I think that he's allowed to be a little butthurt about it. Yeah. I mean, um, he but. like he had someone spend $40,000 on that engagement. You know, I wasn't going to say he well, spent it, did. but Sandoval he had someone did. spend someone. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, too, though, for, you know, actually, it's kind of interesting watching last night's episode and Raquel being like, for the longest time, I had to. You know, I had to be very mindful about how I was maneuvering, like maneuvering and operating. And I had to just kind of be on point because I really wanted to be Miss California. And now that I don't have to worry about that, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, that doesn't mean like go sleep with the entire cast. Like, I mean, to each their own, you could do whatever you want to do. But holy shit, you really just took that whole like, I have to be on a pedestal for Miss California. And you threw that shit out the window and you're like, I'm yeah. going to be the biggest. Immediately. It's like what people like, you know, it's like sometimes it's like freshman year of college. When kids get to college freshman year, they just, they go, they go hard after everything. And it's almost like Raquel is having her freshman year of life at the moment <laughs> because she's really tearing through this cast. Well, what a ding dong, first of all, to be like, that was my goal. And without that goal, I have nothing. Everyone, there's only one Miss California. Like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And also, stop your crying. You're like the star of Vanderpump Rules. Why are you crying about Miss California? You won. You know what I mean? Like, if right. Miss California actually tried to audition for Vanderpump Rules, they'd be like, ew, no, you're like a Miss California. Hell no. Like, go, you know, go get payment working for a charity somewhere. Get out of here, dummy. But Raquel is like the star of a TV show. So I think you won, Raquel. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you cry, ma'am. Okay. And also, I wouldn't think that you being on a show that was so incestuous with everybody hooking up with each other, sleeping with each other, fighting, throwing drinks in each other's faces, telling each other to go fuck off. Like, when you filled out that form for Miss California, did you think that this was like one of those outstanding credits on your resume that said, <laughs> oh my God, yes, you are the best representation. <laughs> yes. You went your whole life keeping a clean slate and you're on a show about everybody who's just like, each other but yeah you're perfect this california material yeah listen she just she came out of her the beauty queen closet you know like when you come out of the closet a lot this is like the freshman year thing too you come out of the closet and like hello grinder like let me hook up everywhere left and right and she was on her life was on rails by the way and this is not an excuse for raquel which it was totally wrong, but her life was on rails. I think she's like an empty vessel of a human. I think she just is told what to do in life. And she just was on this like pageant journey. James was telling her how to do, you know, fold the laundry or whatever. And then all of a sudden, no James, no pageants. And she has to like make decisions for the first time in her life. And she has like life grinder now. And she's just like a full on disaster. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but when the biggest clue to Raquel's personality for me was when she said, so she was she was using bachelor speak. She was saying, like, my walls are down. I'm vulnerable. 
like everything they say on The Bachelor. And I it was kind of a revelation to me because I thought, oh, that's how she's looking at this. You walk into it and you have to date somebody and you have to be picked. And that's how you win this show, you know. And also she's been kind of raised by the cast. You know, she came on the show when she was very young. And to see all the crap that was going down on that show, that's what she's learned that these people do. They cheat on each other. They betray each other. They have no respect for each other's relationships or each other or themselves. And I think that's her big swing at it is trying to be like them, you know, and it's like, I think that's why it's so awkward to watch it because she actually seemed like such a sweet person. And I don't know what she's doing. It's like she's trying to be one of them. And uh, it's just not, uh, I don't know. I actually think she's more, and I don't mean this as like guys in the live chat. I I don't want you to like rip me a new ass over this, but I feel like I kind of look at her as more of a threat than any of the other cast members because I feel like they put on a show and they're like, oh my God, I'll pop off. You don't want me to give you Lala because I'll pop off because I'm from Utah. <laughs> and you know, it's like this whole- Because I'm from Utah. It's the like scariest whole, state in the right, country. I'm from Salt Lake City, motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's like you get like these big characters and then all of a sudden, you know, they're all putting on for the show. But then you have this girl who- this whole time there was this facade where they kind of giggle at her and she's like, do you want to come to my puppy party? Mm-hmm. And really on the inside the whole time she was just waiting. To, she like, she will smile in your face and be like, I don't really give a shit if you're mad that I made out with your husband. Yeah. It's really none of your business. And she just smiles with like this shit eating grin. And it's like, they cannot believe this is the same girl who was throwing the puppy party. Like, and I think you're, are you? you're bringing up like a really good point, which is that like Raquel is a threat to them because um, she doesn't have a carefully cultivated image. Yes, she is trying to create an image that she's not cheating on Sandoval. Like, she might be lying, but, like, I think Raquel is just... I don't think Raquel is sort of at that point in her life or may not even be smart enough to be like, hey, I'm going to have this Lala persona. Raquel is just sort of being Raquel and kind of, like, klutzing her way through this scenario terribly, but she is just being herself um, and that is, that's, I think, scary for people who spend a lot of time manufacturing, um, an identity for TV. I, I, I mean, listen, I agree with you, Ben. I agree. Okay. Well, Ben and Ronnie, I know that you guys have very busy schedules before we end up signing out of this. I know that we have a few episodes left before the reunion. Is there anything that you're looking forward to at this point that maybe you want more clarity on or that we might not know or you just depressed as hell with this whole scan of all like where are we at oh god i don't really need to know anything else i think i have been fed enough information <laughs> on this cast but i'm ready to get to the finale and the reunion because the reunions are always great on this show i mean even on their worst seasons the reunions are great i still love the show i'm really glad the show came back to kind of its former glory, um, even though it was a lot of depressing things that happened to make that work, but it did work. And I'm so happy it's back because for a while there, I was worried. I was like, this it's the end of an era. And you know what? It's just a different chapter, guys. So I'm, I'm feeling yeah. positive overall. It's just a different chapter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 there's nothing. I, I'm I, Every week I've been delightfully surprised by this show. I feel like every week, the episodes have been so good. I feel like I'm not depressed by it. I'm sorry to say. I guess I'm a craven person. I'm not depressed by it. I'm actually like, like thrilled and like 
my my body is like I get like restored by it. I'm actually like I get what is it like? <laughs> I draw energy from it. So that's it's like your vampire facial. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like an amethyst or something, like one of those stones that you charge in the moon. Yeah. He's like shit. Vanderpump Rules. I feel recharged. <laughs> it is my it is my battery pack, and uh, I that probably says a lot about me, and I'm okay with that. So uh, I think it's been great. Every episode has has hit me in a way that I've not expected. So I don't I don't need to see anything. I just need to see more of it. Are you real quick, Ben? Because I was telling Ronnie before that we had Lisa said that we have a three to four part reunion, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's counting the three separate one on ones with Ariana, Tom, and Raquel that are supposed to be on Peacock. Does that annoy you that there are three separate one-on-ones or does Wait, that make sense to you? There's one. I didn't know about the one-on-ones on Peacock and this is, these are different one-on-ones, one-on-ones than the, than what's happening on the reunion. So, right. Or, right. So we have the reunion where everybody gets to be together except for Sheena and Raquel when they phase both of them in and out. And mm-hmm. then after that, before they actually filmed the reunion, Andy sat down with Tom, Raquel and Ariana <laughs> individually to get their sides of the story. And that's uh. going to be separate footage separate episodes that will be on peacock like that that makes me cringe only because now (laughs) now i enter like recap phase and i think oh my god we're not doing that (laughs) i can tell you that right now we're not doing it hell no no okay. way. I will That's watch them much. as a viewer, but I will not recap it then. He cheated on you. He cheated on you. Your best friend betrayed you. That's it. Okay. I don't need to hear all three of these people cry for an extra hour each. No. You're like, okay. I have lines. That is one of them. No more. We're done. We're yeah. done here. <laughs> all right. So now that we have over 1,500 people in the room, guys, will you let us know one more time what you have going on? Because you guys are killing it with the live shows, always doing the touring. I mean, look at this. This is crazy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're super psyched. And we just started putting all of our audio episodes. Well, not all of them, but we started uploading every day to YouTube. So that's our that's watch what crap and just search on YouTube for that. If you'd rather listen to them here. Um, and then, yeah, just go to watch at for our live show tickets. We've got two big ones this week. We're so excited. Um, New York and Washington, D.C. They're going to be huge shows. New York is at Town Hall. We're going to be doing pump, uh, not pump rules. Sorry, everybody. Vanderpump rule. Uh, no. Real Housewives of New Jersey, for Christ's sake. And then in D.C., we're going to be doing Pump Rules. And, man, to have a live audience booing the people of Pump Rules, it really just fills me with joy, I have to say. It's (laughs) like, honestly, to have, yeah, to have, like, several hundred people all in one space and, like, everyone's just, like directing their rage at the same things it's like to be with your people is an exciting thing so we're really excited for those shows are you guys also going to BravoCon? no no i don't think so we haven't talked about it yet (laughs) but um i don't that looks like work to me like that doesn't look fun (laughs) I, i don't like crowd you know i don't like crowds where you have to like line up for things and you have to like run to get into a an event i'm not really that kind of person we might we're talking about maybe doing something where we just like watch all the clips from it and do some kind of massive <laughs> recap show of that but um i don't know how that works BravoCon. if you're like invited if you pitch to them i don't know but yeah. i'm a very tired person that's all i have to say about that yeah, yeah. are you gonna go <laughs> Um, I'm I'm going to go. Yeah, I went last year and it was it's really fun with the lines and stuff. I get what you're saying. It is pandemonium with like the Bravo fandom. I've never seen anything. Like, it's like literally like the Super Bowl for Bravo. And people, yeah. I mean, when they were running on stage to boo 
or people were running into the auditorium to boo Lisa Rinna. I saw, I was with my friend Emily. This one woman got pushed out of her wheelchair. People are what? rambling oh over people. I'm oh, they should put that on the poster. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's pretty uh. expensive. And I just feel like it's a lot of money to spend to basically like do what we already are doing, you know, but um, never say never. Never no, say knows. never. You got to go knows. once, right? I think when, you, when you're when you a Bravo commentator, of course, like part of me wants to go. It sounds like Disneyland. but And guess where I never else, uh, guess where else I never want to go? Disneyland. And every yeah. time I go, it's great. So, yeah. Well, Ronnie, you did say that you're tired. So with that, I guess I'll let you guys clock <laughs> out. Ben, Ronnie, thank you. Not so of you. Much. I appreciate the hell out of you guys. This has been awesome. And thank you. I've been looking forward to this collaboration for forever. You guys are so busy. So I just thank you. Thank, thank you so, so much, much Adam. It's great to meet you finally. And we love what you do. And we'll yeah. need to have you over uh, at Crappens to talk with us soon. Anytime. Just shoot me a text, an email, whatever. I'll be there. All right, All right, thanks. Perfect. Thank you. And thanks so much for everybody us. in the chat. You guys Hi, are hilarious. I've been reading you this whole time. Loved reading your chat. I know it was great. All right, thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So definitely go to watchwhatcrappens.com and check them out on social media. And now they have a YouTube where they're also posting all of their lives. So that's awesome too. Make sure you check out all of the content because they are, I don't want to say they're the gift that keeps on giving, but they keep giving you the Bravo gift. So go ahead and just support, enjoy, and make sure you smash those like buttons. Thank you to everyone. And we'll see you so very soon. Bye guys. Love you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.